Hi, welcome to All Things Artsy, your favorite arts podcast brought to you by your average middle school student. I'm Chloe. Hi, welcome to the first episode of All Things Artsy, your favorite arts podcast. So this is just an introduction episode where I'll be talking about why I'm doing this and, you know, what we'll talk about and some extra stuff just for the first episode. So I'm doing this because one of the technology supervisors at my school asked me to do this. Um, We put up a little group of students who are doing their own podcast, and we hope to spread this around. I love the arts. They're some of my passions. I love drawing. I love painting. I love musical theater, theater, and especially singing. And I have some spare time on my hands, so I said, why not? And I decided to come up with a cute name and a interesting podcast. So at this podcast, we'll be talking about musical theater, regular theater, like just acting in general, music, like all the new music, um, good music to listen to, genres, stuff like that, DIYs, crafts, and drawing, like that category. So that's what we're going to be talking about, and that's basically what this podcast is going to be about. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about UIL Theater. UIL Theater is a university interscholastic league theater competitions. We just introduced it to our middle school this year, so our advanced theater class is going to be doing a one-act play competition. I auditioned for the part of Gwendolyn Fairfax in the play Importance of Being Earnest, and I was very fortunate to get that part. And um, so I'm going to have some of my friends who also got parts in the play call in and we're going to talk about our little production of the importance of being earnest. So before we get into our callers, I'm going to go a little in-depth on the importance of being earnest. So the first thing about the importance of being, being earnest is it's set in the 1800s in England. Um, so there's a lot of vocabulary that's hard and words that are hard to pronounce in it because we're not used to speaking like that anymore. It also has a lot of olden, I wouldn't say olden, but kind of old terms and um, stuff that they used to do in the 1800s that isn't very, isn't socially acceptable now. Like my character actually marries her first cousin, which I think is kind of interesting, but um it's not acceptable now, and they use, and, like, um, one of the characters, she's not allowed to marry until she's 23. Um, my mother, actually, in the play, um, my friend who's about to call in, she's playing my mother, she actually is not allowing me to marry the love of my life. You know, there's also a part where a baby's being left in a shoebox. It's very, or not a shoebox, a handbag. It's very interesting. I really love the play. Um, I think that's a good choice. But for the UIL theater competition, it has to be a certain length. It's a one-act play competition, so it's 45 to an hour long minutes, 45 minutes to an hour long. So um, we have to do an adaptation. It's not a real adaptation, but my theater teacher, Mr. Reyes, 
got the script and it's just shorter and it has a few words changed so there isn't copyright or anything but it's really fun we started reading through it I'm really excited because I get to play one of the female leads because there are only nine characters in the play um we have a lot of leads we have four leads we have Jack slash John slash Ernest Worthing we have Algernon slash Ernest um and we have Lady Bracknell or I wouldn't say Lady Bracknell's lead, but she has a lot of lines. Cecily Fairfax and me, Gwendolyn, or sorry, Cecily Cardew and me, Gwendolyn Fairfax. Um, I'm really fortunate that I got a part with a lot of lines. I think Lady Bracknell has a lot of lines too, but she's not really a main character because it's not really about her. And um, the play is about Cecily, Gwendolyn, John, and Algernon. Um, so the script is, like I said, it has a lot of vocabulary in it and there are a lot of paragraphs. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm used to, I'm used to paragraphs. I have memorized whole like eight sentence paragraphs for plays and, um, other, other things of the sorts, but I'm used to a lot of like three sentences and even in auditions, I'm, I'm very surprised I got that part because I auditioned for three parts. Um, I'm surprised I got that part because I butchered my line during my auditions. Um, I mixed two words up. She was supposed to say, Mama, whose views on education are remarkably strict, has raised me to be extremely short-sighted. But instead, I had, Mama, whose views on education are remarkably short-sighted, has remained raise me I even butchered that raise me to be extremely strict um I kind of stumbled while I was saying that because I realized I was messing up but I think the fact that I played it off as something that um was supposed to be there helped me get the part so yeah that's something you should do if you have a part and you think you're messing up you should always just keep going even if you think you're messing up because you don't want it to look like you're messing up a lot of the times in certain auditions the um, the judges have the script, but if they feel like you're playing it off correctly, you have a better chance of getting the part. Just don't, this is only if you mess up. Don't mess up on purpose just to do this because the audience or whoever's watching the play or the musical or the movie or TV show doesn't know that that wasn't your line. If you can play it off correctly, then that just shows how, how good of an actor you are. A lot of the most famous um, scenes in movies are impro improvised. Like this very popular um, scene in Avengers Infinity Wars. Um, this is a spoiler alert. I don't want any of you guys to listen to this if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The very famous Spider-Man death scene is improvised with... Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland. It is an improvised scene, and I think that is amazing. Okay, so the spoiler, it's over. You can, if you haven't seen it, just keep listening. Um, so just showing that you can improvise is a really great skill you need to have, especially with this play because it's so strict and put together that some improvising helps loosen it up a little bit so it's not so strict. It's 
just make sure that you're not going overboard with improvisation and make sure it's appropriate improvisation. So if, you know, if you're improvising a line because you either forgot your line or you wanted to add a little bit more, make sure you say something that is relevant to the scene that you're in and you don't just say some random internet trend. Um, so yeah, I just think that this play is a really great play and um, I think it is a perfect play that my theater teacher could have picked and I can't wait to perform this with my team at the competition. So real quick, we're going to talk to my friend, Maddie, who also has a podcast that I'll be mentioning after in the credits. Um, so I'm going to call her and I'm going to talk to her about her role and what she thinks about this whole theater UIL one act play competition. Um, so this is my friend Maddie, and she's here to talk about her part in the theater, theater UIL production of The Importance of Being Earnest. Say hi. Hello. Hello, um, people. So can you tell us a little bit about your part and about your part, basically? <laughs> so my part in the play that the theater UIL this year is going to be doing is Lady Bracknell. I assume you've told them what play we're doing? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Um, Lady Brackdell is, she's kind of prim and proper. I wouldn't want to call her a snob, but, you know, she's a snob. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing her because I feel like I could do a cool twist on her. So, yeah, that's basically... Yes. (laughs) So, in the play, she, Maddie is playing my mother because I'm Gwendolyn. And, um, so basically... She is not allowing me to get married to the love of my life, um, John slash Ernest Worthing. Um, so I think that's really interesting. So do you want to talk, can you tell us a little bit about what you think about the whole, like, competition? Like, the whole competition, not just our play? What do you mean? Like, how the, how the... Like, what do you think, what do you think about the idea, like, how do you, what do you think about theater UIL? Like... Do you think it's interesting? Do you think... Just what do you think about it? Okay, okay. So, the theater UIL, like, the whole setup of it, I think it's really cool because a lot of times for up-and-coming actors and actresses, people our age, there aren't a lot of opportunities unless you live in a big city like we do, where there's a whole bunch of theaters. But, like, for cities and states that there isn't and they have UIL and there's theater UIL, it's such an amazing opportunity. I also believe that if you have a school... If you go to a school that has theater opportunities and you're interested in it, that you should definitely try and take advantage of those. Um, I would say that Studio UIL is helping me grow as an actress every day, and it's just an amazing opportunity. Um, so just a little bit about Theater UIL. It's something that our school does, and you have to be an advanced theater. So for our school, you have regular theater, which is one semester, so half of the year. But for advanced theater, it's the whole year and it's more in-depth and you do a school play at the end of the year. And I think this is a great opportunity to give us a little practice and we get to compete against other schools. What do you think about the competition aspect? Do you think that it should be like a competition or do you like it more of a private like school thing? I love that it's a competition because it's just like you get to see other actors, other actresses, where they are, how they got to that place that they're at right now. And um, it's good to have people in kind of like this theater biz, I guess, 
it's just it's amazing and um the competition the competition is really cool we were recently informed that there are things you can be awarded for like um new like best actress or best actor out of the whole thing and there's also individual team prizes and you can place individually um so we're gonna stray a little bit from the uil aspect so um what do you think how do you think this is going to help your future like, what do you hope this is going to lead you to? So, I may not be like my friend Chloe here, oh, who thanks. is obsessed with everything musical theater and dreams to be a musical theater person, actor, you know, you know what I mean, right? But I do love acting. And I also love um, that this will look really good on college applications, in case any of you guys out there, like me, are obsessed with colleges. <laughs> And I like that it's just, I don't know, I can't even explain it. There's something that you guys need to find, if you can. Okay, so one more thing. So our teacher for the casting of this, he had us choose top three or like our top roles that we wanted to play. There were only nine characters in this play. So um, for the females, our options were Miss Prism, Lady Bracknell, Gwendolyn Fairfax and Cecily Cardew. So he had us write our top three, I think, our top three roles. Yeah. And um, he had us try out for all of them. And then he had everyone do it, even if you didn't, even if you want to be stage crew. But he decided to choose the people who wanted to do it over the people who didn't. But um, so he had us do that. He had us write down our things and then he auditioned us on those and he had like, callbacks where he would tell you hey can you read this role for me one more time or can you read this role for me again um what do you think about how our theater teacher did the auditions um i know that just any audition you do is kind of nerve-wracking but this one was it was such a lovely environment to be in at the time because we were placed it, like there wasn't any biased opinions i feel through this we were looked at our talent and then not only were we looked at talent, we were looked at compatibility with the character. And that is something that is huge. Because if you're going to go off talent purely, a lot of people aren't going to be as dedicated as others to a certain part. And, I mean, there was some rivalry for the part I wanted. And oh, definitely. And I think the girl that got it is going to be very good. So there's that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a good opportunity. I said that like five times. I apologize. But, you know, <laughs> Um, before you go, do you have any extra notes that you want to add for theater UIL, theater in general, or even just the play importance of being earnest? Um, the play, the importance of being earnest is, it's hilarious if you have the right cast. Just look out for that if you guys ever go see it on Broadway. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Thanks for having me, Chloe. You're welcome. Um, so... I will probably see you very soon. You'll probably see her very soon in a soon episode. So, bye, Maddie. Bye. So, we're also going to have another caller on this episode, and she is a great friend of mine from my advanced theater class. Her name is Kristen, and we're also going to be talking about theater UIL, the importance of being earnest in theater in general. Please welcome Kristen. So this is my friend Kristen, and she's going to call in, and she's going to talk with us for a little bit. So say hi, Kristen. Hey. So um, you're in my advanced theater class, and 
you are an alternate in the importance of being earnest. We don't know for who, sadly. Um, but so what do you think about our advanced theater class? I think it's pretty fun. We do more things like we actually learn about like the vocabulary and what it, how it's important to talk on stage and are like working together and not being scared about like being shy in front of our like team pretty much. I think I like it. Um so with the importance of being earnest, like what do you think about the play in general? Do you like it? Like what would you change about it if you I mean um, if you could, I guess. I think I would change, like, how they're kind of talking, because some of the words are hard to pronounce. But other than that, I like the play. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, the old... Do you like how it's set in, like, the 1800s, or do you think it should be set in, like, the modern times, I guess you could say? I don't have a problem with it set in the 1800s, but there's a lot of stuff that some people might not understand. So I was thinking that maybe, like, maybe if... Because that we can like bring it up to like not modern time but like in the two thousand sometime. Alright, so you audition. Did you audition or did you do like a fill in kind of audition? Um, I auditioned, but I mean I didn't really audition for a specific person because I was okay with any acting that I can get. Um so if you could be if you could choose who to be, who would you be in the play? Um, I'll probably be Lady Bracknell. Yeah, why do you like Lady Bracknell so much? Because it's like she's like dominant, kind of. <laughs> yeah, That's um, like, yeah. So, um, Maddie just called in and she was talking about her character, Lady Bracknell. So, um, what do you think about the whole theater UIL concept? Like, do you like how we all work as a team to put on a production? You know, what what do you like about it? And like, what can you say about it? I like how it's, like, up to us students to make it, like, to pretty much have the play put together and make it run nicely, because that, like, gets us prepared and, like, has us responsible for things that goes on in life. And for the competition part, I think it's good to, like, represent our school. Yeah, so do you like the idea of competing with other schools, or do you think we should just put it on for, like, a school play? Um, I mean, I don't mind competing against other schools, but... I also would just like putting on for like a normal school play. I prefer putting on for a normal school play pretty much. Um, so we're going to transition a little bit into just like theater and not like theater, uh, well, kind of theater class, but not just the importance of being earnest. So what made you want to do theater? Like, why do you like theater? Um, I tried theater last year. It was really fun. And also when I get older, I want to become an actor. So I think having this practice now would get me, like, being able to, like, break out of my shyness, pretty much, and actually get to maybe make my dream come true. So, would you like to be, like, a movie, like, a screen actor for, like, movies and, like, TV shows, or would you like to be, like, a live actor for plays or, like, a musical theater? Like, what kind of acting would you like to do? Oh, uh, like a movie actor. Like, yeah. go on movies and shows. Cool. So, like, what what kind of movies and shows would you like to appear on? Like, action movies, romance, comedy, soap operas, even? Uh, I like to put on comedy movies or action movies. Um, you're really good at improv, and I, I would know because I'm there when you do improv. Why, 
what do you have any tips on like improv acting for people who want to start with improv or need to do improv in their future? Uh, just like listen to what the other person is saying. Like never disagree with their answer as uh, the story has taught us. Just pretty much listen and think on think on your feet as you go. Because when I first went to improv, I wasn't as good, but you're going to get better as you go on. And that's all I can really say. Um, so we're just going to, I'm just going to ask one more question. And I'm just going to ask you to give any advice or if you have any, like, last thoughts on theater, the play, theater in general, tips, um, the UIL, just any, any last thoughts or anything. Um... I would say that when it comes to theater, is just like, when it comes to plays, like pretty much theater, is like you try not to be so nervous when you work them on a play, because it really helps if you relax, because like you say your words, like you pronounce, or like you say your lines better without stuttering, and you can actually concentrate on the play instead of what the audience thinks. Like pretty much calm down. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in for my podcast. Um, have a good night, Kristen. Say bye. Bye. Now we're going to take a quick commercial break, and I'm going to tell you about one of my friend's podcasts. So Maddie, who called in just now, has a podcast called Ravings of a Ravenclaw, where she shares all of her bookish ideas from books, to hot cocoa, all the Ravenclaw stuff. Make sure to check it out at anchor.fm slash ravenclawravings.com. Go check it out and show her some love. Um, so now we're back from that quick commercial break. Um, so we're going to do a little ending craft so we don't talk about boring theater the whole time. So homecoming is probably coming up for your school. If you don't have homecoming, it's basically a very big football game where all the seniors and alumni from our school come and watch the football game. There's also a high school dance held for the high schoolers um, for homecoming. And it normally has a theme. It's not as big as prom, but um, for our school is a night in Paris. That is the theme. So some hacks for the football game is you can make a DIY where DIY hair bow. So you take some wide ribbon in your school colors, preferably. So for me, green and gold. And you're going to fold it over and you're going to staple the ends. And you're going to do that with several pieces of ribbon. And you're going to do it with smaller and smaller pieces until you have a circular shape. So you're going to take a piece of cardstock and you're going to staple those ribbon loops onto it layer by layer and then I would suggest putting like a little pom-pom or flower in the middle you can put that in your hair you can put that on your shirt as a pin and it's a really nice thing for school colors and especially for homecoming so a lot of games also have face paint there you can go get your face painted by the school to help raise money and I think that's a good idea but if you don't have any extra money even to donate lying around you can paint your own face, so you should just go to Walmart and you can get a little face painting palette for about a dollar. And then you're going to take a pencil eraser, the end of a pencil, and you can just do those. Um, you're going to do dots 
above your brow on the right side, down your nose, and below your eye on the left side. And that creates a really cool face paint. And you can do both sides. You can do one side. You can smear it out. It just looks really interesting. And I think it's a great way to express school spirit with something that you can just wash off really quickly. So if you want to go really extreme and do some hair chalk for the football game, if your parents or you have eyeshadow, you can take it. And for darker hairs, you need more. And for lighter hairs, you need less. You're just going to take a strand of your hair and you're going to rub the eyeshadow over it. And it's going to create a nice hair chalk that's safe for your hair because you use it on your face. And you just go in the shower and you wash it out with soap. And it comes out really easily and it looks really cool for football games or any other event. Um, I know you can buy water there. But I would always recommend bringing a water bottle because normally water at football games is extra expensive so they can make more money. And if you bring a water bottle, there's going to be water fountains there. So just remember to fill up your water bottle and bring one so you don't have to spend that money on a plastic water bottle that's polluting the environment anyway. And I just want to say, if you're doing any of these, remember to follow school rules. If you're doing a shirt or if you're doing hair or something, you want to make sure that it's appropriate and you go by your school's guidelines for this sort of stuff. So um, just make sure to go by your school's guidelines, even if it's after school at a football game. And most of all, make sure to have fun doing this and show your school pride. So this was my first episode. I really hope you guys liked it. If you want more stuff like this, just favorite this on Anchor and subscribe anywhere else you can get these podcasts. Um, Make sure to like it and give me some support so I know that you guys like it. Um, Suggest it to your friends if you think that they would like this. Um... Yeah, so we'll be doing this every week. I'll be bringing in callers. I'll be live interviewing people. I'll just, so you don't have to hear me rambling on about stuff all the time. Make sure to check out my friend Maddie's podcast, uh, Ravings of a Ravenclaw at anchor.fm slash Ravenclaw Ravings. Ravenclaw, like from Harry Potter. Yes, we're nerds like that. Um... She's going to be on here very often because our podcasts are touching on very similar subjects. I'll talk about reading and writing, too, in my podcast. So make sure to check her out and also make sure to check out So You Think You're Funny, another podcast by one of my friends, Nico. So um, roll credits. So I'm also doing a shout out because it's my really close friend, Elisa's birthday. So happy birthday, Elisa. Happy 14. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Happy birthday, Elisa. In this episode of All Things Artsy, we talked about theater, specifically theater UIL and why it's so much fun. We talked about the play, the importance of being earnest, and also why it's so much fun. We had two guest callers, Maddie and Kristen, 
and they talked about their experiences in theater and what makes them want to do theater. We also had some ending homecoming DIY slash life hacks. I hope that you guys had fun and make sure to check out Maddie's podcast, Ravings of a Ravenclaw at anchor.fm slash ravenclawravings.com. Again, make sure to check out Maddie's podcast. It's really fun. They talk about reading and writing, specifically book book suggestions and all that fun stuff. Make sure to like and send me messages. Um, send me different life hacks you'd like to include, and I'll make sure to add them on my podcast. Uh, you can send me messages. You can send me music suggestions, musical suggestions, or just suggestions that you'd like me to talk about on my podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Artsy. Make sure to check out my website, anchor.fm slash all-things-artsy. And remember, average art can be amazing. Thank you.